Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This is the Paranormal 60 News Crew live aboard the Jericho Cruise. Yeah, see? This is nice. Enormous crowd against much. It's much bigger now that we actually have professionals on the stage with us. Thank God. And by professionals, of course, I mean these two handsome gentlemen joining me. Chachi! Yeah! And the Colonel! Yeah! Yeah. We didn't we, get as loud of a right No. Okay. No, it's more like Greg is not with us, yeah. but oh. it took two, count them, two men to replace our paranormal detective. Right. Dr. Luther's in the house. <laughs> Anthony Bones is in the house. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show on Friday nights, which this is. Of course, because it's going to be released next Friday on the show. We are going to do some news for you. These are news stories that we've selected from around the world. Um, Because we're pre-recording this to air a couple weeks, these are called evergreen stories. These could be read any time of year, but I saved the best and weirdest stories for you guys. So let's begin, and then we'll filter in some ghost stories from our guests as we progress. Marty, you've got our very first story. Where are we going to go, Colonel? Thank you. Yeah. Hey, listen. uh, Okay. (laughs) Folks. We've been getting a lot of reports about the Green Bay Packer legend, Aaron Rodgers, and his encounters with a hat man. And uh, the news story has been sent to us, like, what, 100 times now? Yeah, easily. Yeah. 100 times. Yeah, so. If not more. It's <laughs> like literally every headline that's been sent to me in the last Aaron two, Rod- three weeks is Aaron Rodgers uh, can't get over his, his uh, connection with the hat man. That's right. Do you know that's what the right. hat man is? It's a man with a hat, right? Yes, very good, Marty. That's why he is the colonel. That's right. It is a shadow figure, but a shadow figure seen wearing a hat. Not a real inventive name, but it is a shadow figure wearing a hat. Coincidentally, that's right. Coincidentally, one of my stories is about the hat man. Well, then we shall hear that directly after this story. I knew that. You did not know that. And mine's about Aaron Rodgers. So. Both equally terrifying, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, many times the story's been sent to us. What's going on with this tale? Yeah. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers won't stop talking about the hat man since his ayahuasca trip. Yeah. I was hoping we were going to drink on that word. Uh, I did not think he knew that really? word. I he can't, say, he can't say gubernatorial or magnificent That's when you right. give him ayahuasca, yeah. no, which looks like ayahuasca. He's been in his room all day I, I, listening oh, to Google Translator. That's right. Yes. I can mess it up if y'all want. No, so, okay. no. I want to see if you can Just get wait through till this. I go. All right. All right. So not as much known about the mysterious hat man, except that Aaron Rodgers first started seeing the shadowy figure after his ayahuasca very good fuel trips in peru during the 2020 and 2022 off seasons he says he will sometimes appear in the distance usually veiled by darkness holding the corpse of a dead rabbit and sometimes a blade that might be after i have hard hit yeah uh, that's that a lot of ayahuasca yeah i'm thinking so so teammates are concerned as i would be mm-hmm. for the quarterback who now fears being in the locker room alone after he claims the lights started to flicker and turn off one by one he continued it was behind me not even breathing hard i heard his feet hitting the ground in a constant rhythm i ran to my car opened the door slammed it behind me and locked it as fast as i could terrifying stuff yeah the fuel of nightmares but the reason we have not covered this is that the story originated from a spoof parody news site and the claims are untrue that is right sorry folks so if you send in a story to dave at paranormal 60.com and we do not read it it's because it's garbage so thank you anyway for sending in the stories There is usually a good reason for why we don't read your stories, because I do love, you guys have an opportunity to send me news stories from all around, wherever you're from. We love to get those. But when I kept reading about his ayahuasca trip, he's very open, right? He came out talking about uh, UFOs and his UFO sightings and things that he's encountered. And I'm like, why have I not actually seen the footage of him discussing this ayahuasca trip. And then Marty's like, because it's not true. Oh, perfect. Yeah, This is exactly, all right, so. Burst your bubble on that one, but. Anthony, you said now your first experience, we got through an entire news story without a drink, but let's have a celebratory drink for that. Yeah. Anthony, you had a a hat man encounter? I did. That was actually going to be my grand finale story, but let's let's start it off hot. Yeah, I like it. Let's go for it. Yeah. So, okay. I was about, 
I'd say four or five years old. And my room that I would sleep in, I was terrified of. I would always have nightmares. I used to think that there was this um, – we had like this hatch to the attic. And I used to have nightmares that somebody was dropping like death threats and stuff through the, through the attic. So I was petrified of being alone. Wait a minute. How old were you? I was like four or five. Were you getting death threats in real life? <laughs> How would one know? <laughs> That's where people drop death threats from. <laughs> they were scary. It was like, I'm going right. to kill you, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Um, so I was deathly afraid of ever sleeping in there. So I would sleep in my mom's room. And one morning I woke up. And um, if you leave my mom's room and you walk straight, there's a stairwell right in front of you that leads down to the right. To the left is a bathroom. And to the right was my room. And if you turn right... Are you, are you doing a? Are you picturing this in your head? Perfectly. Okay. Got yeah. it all. When you turn right and you look forward, it's a it's a narrow room, and on the left is like a walk-in closet space. Okay. I was walking past that and I saw something at the corner of my eye, and it looked like someone was peeking from around the, that walk-in space. No, no, no. And it stopped me in my tracks, and I remember just staring at it. And then it shot across to the front of my bed. So then I really started getting scared. And as that was happening, this shadowy figure stood up and it looked like a man in a, uh, like a raincoat and he had a hat on and just kind of stood up. Trust the Gordon fish. (laughs) (laughs) And it darted towards me. No. I ran into my mom's room, like right into the dresser. I remember dropping down. I turned around and things shot out of the room and like towards me into my mom's room. I crawled on the ground, uh, got up and sprinted downstairs to my grandmother and was just losing it. I was crying. Mm. And from then on, I would never, ever go back upstairs unless somebody was up there first to put a light on. And that was, I think she moved out of there when I was 16 years old. So from that age on, I would never go back up there. Did your family know about this? Did they ever see anything? No. Well, I never told my family about it. They just thought I was like being... Uh, just scared, like a typical right. scared of the dark type thing. Um, so I, I, I never really told them. Or no, I didn't tell them. And then years later, here's the continuation to this story. I am at a different residence. Mm-hmm. It is my uh, my dad's childhood home. And one morning, I walked downstairs. This was probably three or four years ago. So a long time has passed. Okay. Um, I walked downstairs. My mom is sitting at the table, and she has this, this look on her face. Like she was concerned about something. And I was like, what's wrong? And she goes, I don't know, something weird happened last night. And I was like, oh, okay, well, what happened? She goes, she was sleeping and she woke up in the middle because she heard noise, um, noises going on in the house. And she thought my dad was like moving around or something. And when she rolled over, he was right next to her. So it was something else. And she got up and in the distance, there was multiple people that look like wearing that they were wearing like a raincoat and a hat and they were just there they weren't doing anything they're the hat man family (laughs) wow a whole brood of them there was i think she said like two or three okay and i immediately started getting chills because i know i have never ever spoken to her about that and i just thought it was the craziest thing that i saw that when i was four and then my mom saw that you know a couple years ago and does then, that does that still impact you now as an adult? The the, the thought of that. I mean, if you went to bed tonight on the Jericho cruise and woke up to see the Shadow Man leaning out of your shower stall or something at you, would that freak you out still, or would you just fly that. across the room and give him an elbow? That's right. That's called g- delivering trauma, right? There. <laughs> well, if you hear someone uh, uh, screaming and yelling, running naked through the decks, wow, well, it's probably it's decks, me because right? I saw yes, yes. Yes. multiple yeah. decks. I'll be running. Whoa, okay. streaking. Um, but yeah, that's my Hatman story. Mm-hmm. I haven't see, had any. Experiences since, um, and it hasn't really bothered me. I kind of got over it, um, but I do get scared from time to time that that would happen again because I don't know how I would react. Um, would I try and fight it? Would I scream? Would I cry? I don't know. I All the above. Say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would be willing to say that was a very big motivator for you to say, you know what? I think I'm going to kick ass for my career from here on in. Yes. It, it was a big what? 
Motivator. Motiv- Motivator. He's knocking him out of the park tonight. Big Son words. That was Gosh. like a three-syllable one, and he got it. No. See, see, I like it. Little, little that you know is that by the time we start recording, I've probably downed about four bourbons. <laughs> yeah. The colonel so, hasn't learned that we start drinking when the show begins, not two hours beforehand. Yeah. So you notice I'm drinking uh, a light beer in water, so... Wow, I think I'm going to do delicious. a little better this afternoon. He this just this likes evening. tailgating before the show. That's exactly. right. Yeah, tailgating. The whole Aaron Rodgers thing. I like that. It's All good. right, Chachi, you've got the next story. This is uh, a You guys good are effed. You ready? Yeah. Rob Lowe, my personal North Star, mm-hmm. has had a terrifying experience with Bigfoot. Wait, I thought you said Justin Bieber was your North yeah. Star. Yeah, that was last week. Oh, yeah. this is your new North Star. I've right? grown up. I, I guess so. Tom Lowe's is devastatingly handsome. Yeah. In his 2017 A&E docuseries, The Low Files, did anybody know he had his own genius? Yeah. 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 I was rejected nine times from having him on the show. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You hide in somebody's closet and lean out and say, hey, you want to do this show? <laughs> Told you. Yeah. yeah. They're not happy with it. <laughs> That's how we got booked. No. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the actor and his sons explore a wide range of supernatural phenomena. The actor? Did you just Peter Brady us right what? here on stage? You the said actor. the word, but you kind of... The actor! <laughs> Little Scooby. Sorry when about it's that. time it's okay. to change. <laughs> I like it. All right. Oh, so the actor did what anymore. now? I'm okay. here with you. I'm here with you. The actor uh, and his sons explored... It's a second. A range of supernatural phenomena. There we go. Hmm? I got two empty glasses up here if anybody wants to bring me another one. Um, from poltergeist to alien abductions, revealing an enthusiasm for all things woo and an almost childlike tendency to want to believe. In one particular adventure, deep in the mountains of Oklahoma, special, where's our friends from Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. There's the one. Good. There's the one. Uh, one too many. Uh, the lowest childhood dreams wow. would come true in a terrifying way. We found ourselves 200 miles in the mountains where no human viewing Viewing, no human viewing. That is such a word. That is so stupid. How do I mess up a word like viewing? Well, pretty, pretty easily, I guess. All right. Uh oh. Here, here's a. Jameson Ginger right. I tell you, Eric, don't do it, man. I do that oh, every show. Right. Work. No human being would ever be at three in the morning surrounded by creatures that were making this noise, he said. You're the noise guy. Yo. <laughs> That's not what he heard. No. <laughs> I was lying on the ground thinking I was going to be killed, Rob admitted, when he sounded like a crazy Hollywood kook. Months after Lowe's claims, Brian Brown of the North American Wood Ape Conservancy. What? How many people belong to the North American Wood Ape Conservancy? Uh-oh. Oh, I stand corrected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a group that had accompanied Lowe's to the mountains of Oklahoma created the... Created. The word is stated. <laughs> you know what though? You, you could have gone with it himself. I know he could have gotten away with that one. We would have been yeah, created. Yeah. Yeah. People think I do this on purpose. I wish I was doing it on purpose. I, I feel better. Yeah. Actually, I'm just trying to get the big guy. Drunk. There's a line yeah. of people buying drinks. That's not hard. Just in case. Oh, it's not, oh, this is going to be good then. Cheap date. The next word is wow. <laughs> boo, he said. Drink. <laughs> no, boo's correct. Oh, boo is correct. Yeah, anyway. wow. Good for you. All right. Uh, Brown said he heard a couple of whoops early on. Bigfoot, do you honestly believe that that is the noise, Bigfoot? Do you think Bigfoot's in the woods? He's like, (laughs) (laughs) big, fierce, nine foot, 580 pound beast. And it's like, that's exactly what I picture. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Right. (laughs) I stand Uh, corrected. (laughs) That's right. So, anyways, he heard one. the crowd you're in. Yeah. Including one he described as being so perfectly clear, he was convinced the production crew had faked it. But later that night, they did hear some distinct ape like noises from the wooded area. (laughs) Now you're getting it right. But as for whether or not he actually believes he met Bigfoot in the woods, I don't know, he told Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience. I mean, here's the thing like the slogan for the low files. It was more fun to believe, and that's really where it comes down to. Interesting. Yeah. That is what we call in the business plausible deniability. That's right. That's right. That way, Marketing if somebody ever show. does come forward and admit that they were messing around with Rob, he could say, see, I never said I believed it, but he was unnerved by it. That would be something, 
right? I mean, you guys, big wrestler, big strong. If you went out I am, and stayed, I? not you so oh, much. Yeah, as I don't these think we're two. included on that. If you guys were out it's hard camping, to tell three of us apart of here. <laughs> I know it is. Uh, if you guys were out staying in the woods in your tent and you started hearing something whooping and grunting around your tent like an ape like creature, would you look out, Luther? I would throw Serpentico at him. <laughs> that's, that's a good answer. That's Fair a answer. Great answer. Why is Serpentico in your tent at that time? <laughs> For just such an occasion? I'm not here to judge. I'm just curious. Don't answer. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, don't answer. No. Yeah. He's baiting you. See, yeah. Most of the times because he can't get unlocked. Uh, I would be. Yeah, see, I don't know if I'd even move. Would you? You start hearing something. Because just animal wise, it's got to be afraid, right? Because they're powerful creatures out there. Depends on how many edibles I've had. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a that world where international true. waters completely Aww, exactly. Look how cute oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fair question. Yeah, that's petting the bear. Come here, Yogi. Where's Boo Boo? <laughs> Boy, that'll roll nicely into our next story. Just the headline, Redneck Occultist. Yeah. Do we even need the rest of the story? Redneck Occultist breaks down what really might be behind stories of demonic possession. But before we do that, Luther, what's what's one of your paranormal experiences? I've seen two ghosts in my life in front of me. So I had an apartment one time when I lived in Washington State, and it used to be an old folks home for a long time. Okay. And then they turned into apartments. So... Every night, I'd step play video games, like mostly everybody else. So anywhere from 2 to 4 in the morning, mm-hmm. I would always smell like cigarette smoke. And that's, oh, it's just in the one area. I'd walk around other places in my apartment, outside, can't smell it anywhere, just there. So I thought, was always thinking, my TV's plugged in in the only place that the TV can be plugged in. So where my couch was, was probably where everybody put their couch. So I'm thinking someone who used to be an old folk living there. And you know, back in the 70s, like... 80s, everybody smoked. So I'm guessing right. that that was a, a little residual <laughs> smoking. But that's to lead into my story here. So I had my bed kind of facing this hallway. The, you take this hallway into a bathroom. So my girlfriend at the time, we were sitting on this bed. I'm reading a book. She's on her computer. So I'm reading the book, and I see someone walk through this hallway right into the bathroom. And it, my, I thought it was like a guy. It was really fast, uh, kind of more darkish, I guess, blurryish, and goes in there. And I see it, and I'm kind of, you know, your brain's trying to make out what you're seeing. Right. And I was, so then I'm like, okay, no one walked in because my the door in our house is really old, it's creaky. Every time you open it, you can hear it. So that didn't open, no one opened that. So I'm waiting, and there's nowhere else to come out. So I'm waiting for someone to come back out of the bathroom, but I don't hear anything, and I'm sitting there. And then my girlfriend's like, what's the matter? And I don't want to freak her out. So I was like, oh, nothing. So I was like, go back to what you're doing. So I start to read, but I'm like looking past my book into the hallway because I want to get up and go look, but I don't want to freak her out. And then she's like, what's the matter? I was like, oh, nothing, nothing. I'm reading, I'm reading. And then I'm still looking. She's like, tell me what's the matter. I go, I don't know. It's going to sound stupid, but I don't know. And she goes, you saw that guy walk in the bathroom? Oh. And I was like, what? And so I get up right away. I run in there. There's nothing in there. I can't find anything. I was like, why didn't you say anything? She goes, well, I didn't want to sound stupid. And then she tells me, oh, because I used to go work out at like 5, 5.30 in the morning. She says, one time you went to work out and I thought you came back because I looked up and you were standing on the edge of the bed and then sat down. And then I realized it was just a black figure. So I got scared and put the blanket over my head for 10 minutes and then peeked back and it was gone. It wasn't me. So she's like, oh, I've seen him here many times. But that was the only time I saw him. Because she waited for cloaks, aren't they? Yeah. Nope, can't see me. (laughs) 10 minutes and then she knows it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, Luther would give up at nine. Yeah, exactly. I would have been long gone. Yeah. But uh, so to me, I really did see something when two people saw the same thing. Right. So that was uh, that was one of my stories. There was it wasn't freaky. It was just sort of really weird. Oh, for that he gets applause. This poor PTSD scarred young man, five year old boy, five year old boy getting hate notes dropped in through the hatch, death threats from above, hateful people, hateful people. Good God. Yeah. No, it's too late now. Yeah. No. Keep your pause yourself. Yeah, that's that right. That train left the station. We did, uh, Jeff Belanger and I did an investigation. <clears throat> Tara, out in the audience, had set this whole thing up in Virginia City, and we were doing this big investigation. She had a bunch of the paranormal people, celebrities, located in different places, and she put the two of us at this uh, jail. 
And it was like an eight-hour investigation. People kept rotating. They'd start off at one place, move to another, move to another, and then they'd come up to the jail and spend time with... Well, by the end of the night, you're done telling stories. We're done. There's not one more EVP question I could possibly ask, right? So we're sitting there, and the two of us are slumped up watching, and there's two layers to the jail cells. And while people are milling around on the one floor, clear as day, we see a black shadow figure walk out of one, kind of look down at us, walk over a couple and go into the cell. We both just kind of do that glance and look at each other and he goes, wow, should we tell everybody on the level below him? I'm like, they won't believe us. <laughs> and we just, that was it. Like, it was just, there's no energy to go after it, no more excitement, but we're like, wow, that's pretty cool. We'll keep that to ourselves. Yeah, then. and that was without any edibles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's it's freaky when you go into these places. And I always feel bad when I take groups in and we'll go someplace and investigate because now they're like, "Oh my god, I, I got an EVP!" Listen, get out! And we're like, "Oh, that's cool!" And they're like, "No, isn't this really?" You forget how jaded you get after a while doing this. That it's like to somebody that's their first moment of having a paranormal experience. I'm at the point where I need like a flaming head to come rolling down the aisle <laughs> at me to get me to jump a little bit. But or maybe uh, uh, something pushing you down uh, into a, no. A that's cabinet. happened a lot. I've been knocked around on TV. I, Matter of fact, I should join up with AEW. I get knocked on my ass exactly. so many times. I'd be I'd be a good foil for one of you guys. Well, the cast project's always recruiting. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be a brittle man, but it'd look good on <laughs> on camera. I'd you saw him defeat demons and powers of darkness. He joins AEW, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for big fat bald dumb guy Dave Schrader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'd be. Down and it'd be in one hell of a match, and that would be about it. One yeah, hell of a match. <laughs> one hell of a match. <laughs> one match. elbow, and I'm done. <laughs> That's right. All right, Marty, let's go. We've got redneck occultist. We teased people with it. They need to yeah, know more. Yeah, this is pretty. Uh, get your drinks ready. Folks. Yeah, get your drinks ready. Redneck occultist breaks down what really might be behind the stories of demon possession. Throughout history, there's been stories of demon possession. We all know that. Many people have tried to explain the true causes behind such shocking behaviors as autism, untreated mental illness, poisonings, or even mass hysteria. What counts as demonic possession might very much be in the eyes of the culture who witness various behaviors. In his book, Unstrange Minds, Roy Richard Grinker relates the story of a young South African couple who are pressured drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he called himself out that yeah. time. He's like, who's been pressured? Yeah. I was actually, actually getting a little thirsty, so I thought, mm-hmm. I'll throw yeah, that word off. And, uh, yep. yep, there's an easy word I can mess up. Yep. Go for it. Who were pressured by their family to relinquish their autistic son to a local witch doctor to treat the demonic possession. After the traditional faith healer examined the boy, he reported to the parents' relief that the boy was not possessed at all. He was autistic. In a recent video making the rounds, a self-proclaimed redneck occultist says the first thing... Says so right here on my business card. Right here, I got it right here. Yep, Yep. yeah. My sister wife made it for me. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's self-proclaimed. Says that the first thing a person's looking to heal a supposed case of possession must do is to see... It is truly does have a supernatural origin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, as in the South African case, people are looking for demons when there's a very real world troubles plaguing the victim and real world therapies that can help. The man explains he was called to help a woman in Louisiana whose son was supposedly the victim of a demon. Though the symptoms described walking up walls, eyes rolling in his head and speaking in Latin sound like something out of a horror movie, which, yeah, they are. When the man was able to lay eyes on the child, he found something far more troubling was the root cause of the behavior. It turned out that this little seven-year-old boy had actually gotten into his father's supply of crystal meth. (laughs) Oh, my God. Talk about edibles. And I am the one who knocks. Yeah. And surprisingly, he was high on the drug. <laughs> the man determined the 
this through a simple drug test. Now, you know, that Wait, he's got Chris Bethany's drug testing his son. <laughs> yeah. No, no, this guy. The, You're high, son. It, it, no, the redneck occultist the had him test. Occult. Oh, okay, Sorry. that makes sense. Just so happens I got this here mason jar your son's going to have to pee into. <laughs> That's right. If it's I'm red, it's a it. demon. If it's yes, clear, right. it's definitely crystal meth. Okay, so if the last paragraph didn't shock you. <laughs> yes. Okay. This sentence kind of, I don't feel easy about this. Right. It says, hopefully, hopefully, this child recovered and was able to find a safer living situation. As if though the, the kid's like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of this yeah, place, right. man. I got to get out of here. Right. You know, it's, it's not right. No. It turns out that sometimes demons are very human indeed. Do you think that's going to be the sequel to the Cocaine Bear movie? <laughs> The seven-year-old meth kid? Yes, Chris Redneck Wolf. Meth Kid is the follow-up movie. Have you seen the commercials for Cocaine Bear? I haven't. This is, oh, it sounds so, it sounds like Sharknado nonsense, but it's true. Like a grizzly, is it a grizzly bear, right? Black bear. I didn't know if that was politically on, correct now. to say. Yeah. <laughs> Had gotten into like a, a key. Is that the right word? I'm not a drug guy. You're not sure if you say black bear, but you're, you can say key. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> well but key, is that he, he, he ate like an entire bag of cocaine and goes on this murderous rampage yeah, through town. Geez. And they've made a movie about it. In because what, what better family fair could that be? It was here in the United States. Yeah, Come it was on, on Netflix, Aaron, so it's got to be true. It's true. That was, yeah. that's Get yeah. with the cable times here, Good, man. Well, the cable, cable times. times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm drinking to that one. He just screwed up, but he said the cable times. There we go. 1981. Welcome to HBO. <laughs> Anthony's empty. Uh, what do you have this, going gentlemen? there? I've got a mojito. We, can we get a mojito back mojito. here? Mojito. Put it on Mr. I'll Folsom. there someone to bring me a mojito. He'll take three. Yeah, yeah. My story's coming up. Oh, good uh, God. This is, uh, that's too much. What do we have? I think we need to take, yes, we need to take a very quick break. What? When we come back, we've got more news stories, more paranormal tales from our special guests, and we'll try to open up to a few questions from you, the audience. We'll do that next, right here on the Paranormal 60 News. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. And we're back. This is the Jericho Cruise. We're live with the Paranormal 60 News. Anthony Bowen's up here with us, as well as Dr. Luther himself, two of America's favorite pro wrestlers. When will Anthony's therapist be here? I don't know. That poor guy. Five years old. Oh, I thought you meant the mojito. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the only therapy like he's getting okay. on stage tonight. A little slow, apologies. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, listen, this next story, kind of topical. Sadly, we just lost Lisa Marie Presley, right? How weird. Two days after watching Sean 
Connery. No, Butler, Butler, Sean Astin. Who the fuck? You just make it up. Butler, Astin, Sean Luther, Sean. Who's the guy that played Elvis? Austin Butler. Austin Butler, like I said, won the award for for the Elvis movie. She got to watch it. She passed away two days later from a heart attack. Very sad. But we have an interesting, weird story here, Chachi, and and you're going to bring it to us. So what's going on in the world of Elvis and Graceland? I gotta be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I haven't read this story. Oh, oh good. Ah. Get your drinks. <laughs> Mojito, please. All right, make quick. it quick. How do we, who do we have to? Intravenous bag. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> Start the slow drip. Now, what I found? No, I did read the headline. If that okay. helps. Uh-huh. Uh, Graceland is haunted after Elvis Presley passed away, according to his maid and security team. Hmm. Now we've all heard about this, right? See, now that's somebody I would believe. His maid? Yeah, the maid, because they're the ones that are there all the time, the security detail. They would have, they're like the ones you would think would not tell a story unless it actually happened to them because of the love that they have for the Presley family. I could be wrong. I, you could. Sure. But yeah, it doesn't happen often. I know that's what threw you. Yeah. All right, where are we going? All right, here we go. <laughs> Bizarre occurrences took place in Graceland after Elvis Presley died. Paranormal activity, at least according to his security team and maid, and according to a visiting fan, he was able to catch a glimpse of Elvis's ghost in a picture. It may have been at your house. Ooh. Following Elvis's passing, his former maid and cook Nancy Brooks noticed some odd behavior. She revealed that a door would randomly slam shut, something Elvis did when he wasn't pleased, according to his maid. Don't we all slam doors when we're not pleased? Well, but Elvis had a certain way of doing it. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's read more. It's that southern twine. I'm going to be all surprised when I, as I read That's this. Right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I was sitting in the house, sitting at the table, and one morning a door slammed so hard. But I didn't see no door closed, but I heard it. I stayed outside because I says maybe someone slipped in there. <laughs> they typed this phonetically? I you not. That's exactly it's what it's gotta be. It's got to be from Memphis because there's no way any other city has written it. <laughs> so I says the window was open, y'all. What the hell? There's Django Unchained? I know. I this isn't like back in the 1800s. I was trying not to laugh so hard. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw him laughing. I'm like, is he laughing at me or the story? I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Oh, I forgot what oh we got a snort. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I'm drinking to a snort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lord, that's awesome. Mm. Mm. All right. Because uh, I says maybe someone slipped in. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Colonel Parker. No, it's just not. No, no, no. That will go over. Listen, we're gonna go. The story pretty interesting. I can already see paranormal show canceled mid cruise. Just the three of us floating out in a dinghy out in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. So what did they do? Well, the one guy says, "Well, yeah, you." <laughs> God. All right, Amos and Andy, let's just keep it to our way. All right? Oh, no. This is not the time to break out a different character. And not that one. Yeah, Elvis is pissed. Elvis is fucking pissed. Yeah. Oh, we can't say those words. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Coming from you? Yeah. All right. Okay. Jesus. Would somebody get this man a mojito? Yeah, he really, serious. He needs I'm a mojito. Reparations need to be made after this. <laughs> Listen, I was reading the words. What the Lord? <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have to put the inflection on it. Yeah. I don't know nothing about birthing no babies, Mr. Presley. <laughs> I was trying to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, you're not doing it well, so just move on. Power through, son. It's getting hard to read. Yeah. Getting hard to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find where it was. What was the last thing I said? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't want those edibles are kicking in. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Uh, she white. said, "Now you just leave those lights alone because I have to see." I'll do the voice of the maid from this point forward. Uh, no, I stayed out because I says. Oh, maybe there we go. Yes, Uncle Lou. Thank Uncle you, Lou. Oh. Yeah. Hashtag Pew Pew Lou delivers. That's Thank right. You. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> Not Luther. No. no. All right. Um, I got this. No, no. Uh, Where are we on this? Wait, are you having a conversation with yourself? Yeah. Oh, I've got this. No, I'll finish. So no, you can't read it. <laughs> like when you guys go to the ring, right? You're like, I got this, right? Got it. Yeah. Got it. It's me. I'm like, I got this. I'm 5% way We're through We're here with story. you. Eric. Oh, my God. Shoot. Uh, but no one did this. it. Nobody. I said, that was Elvis. He was angry. 
he just slammed the door real hard. He never wanted the home open to the public. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad, actually. Yeah, it is. I think Let's he didn't want it open to the public while he lived there was the thing. Because I says maybe. No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I got lost where I was. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are witnessing my last show. Yes, you are. <laughs> Brooks also revealed some odd activity in the trophy room. I would be. Oh, oh. where is it? The I would be down in the trophy beer? room because I'm really. And the now. lights and things would flash on and off when I would be cleaning because I worked at night. I would tell Mr. Elvis, "Now you leave these lights alone because I have to see." I'm so glad you said that instead mm-hmm. of me. I'll help you. Brooks stated that she also once tried taking a nap in the room, but. Mm. Move over, baby. The king is in the house. But felt someone would wake her up. Mm -hmm. She believes that Elvis. mm. (laughs) She believes that that was Elvis's way of telling her to get back to work. Oh, that's wrong. That's why I didn't read it. We gotta stop reading these bad things. Who wrote this? Hey, man, this room ain't gonna dust itself. I'm gonna need you to get up and start cleaning, Mama. I am sweating like an AEW wrestler up here. Yeah. All right. Elvis' security team heard someone yelling, Elvis is in the dinning room. Dinning room? Dinning room. Oh, man. How do you spell dining room? Seriously, how do you spell dining room? More importantly, how do you pronounce dining room? Yeah. This, it has two be fair, it is misspelled. It's huh? dinning, right? Yeah, sure. It does say dinning. Yeah. See? Spit out what you just drank. Yeah. <laughs> the voice sounded like his mother. Mm. Although his maid would not confirm the story, she did reveal that signs of Elvis's mom were all over the home. We always sit and hear his mother's footsteps going up the steps. She was wearing... She was wearing those steps out. Not what it says. I know. Going up and down those stairs to see about him. Okay. It's not what it says, though, guys. <laughs> Translating. He's trying. Uh. Yeah. I'm taking 1970s vernacular and turning it into 2020. <laughs> Please don't cancel my show version. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jericho's so already son. looking. Is Art Bell's son available for next year? This <laughs> Schrader and his crew are gone. All right. Mm. It's a one-page story. We're 45 minutes into the show on just yeah. this one story. I totally get it now. Yeah. Brooks yeah. would also reveal things would randomly come down from the ceiling of his mother's room after her passing. According to his maid, it was like she was trying to send a message. It wasn't just members of his staff that noticed odd behavior years ago. In 2019, a fan took to YouTube, posting his experience at Graceland. The fan noticed something odd in a casual photo he snapped. He believes he captured the ghost of Elvis in a tree. <laughs> Oh, it gets better. Yeah. Along with what might be viewed as his mother or his dog. Tough to tell the difference. Good Lord. What the What? Come on, old blue. You, me, and mama are going to go climb a tree. (laughs) The fan firmly believes that is proof that the spirits of the Presleys must... (laughs) Still wander the property of Graceland. That's it, exactly. Climbing trees. Climbing trees. You know that, Elvis. Wow. Don't, don't applaud him. Oh, you He's going to be breaking out voices ever. Oh, God, no. I will doubly read those stories. You're only getting stories from Connecticut from now on. <laughs> Talking uh, like a Kennedy the whole time? Yeah. How yeah. exactly. do they talk? Uh, Luther, please help us out. What other paranormal experiences have you had? So uh, one time I was six years old and I went to stay over at my friend's house. Okay. So his brother and him shared a room. They each had their own bed and they had this like kind of sheet in between and his brother was gone. So I stayed there and everybody slept over at their friend's house growing up at one time. If you wake up before them, you just stay up until they're kind of up, right? So I remember just reading comic books. I'd look over, he's still sleeping, read comic books, look over, he's still sleeping. And then I look over and the, the door, the door is open and I see this girl kind of peer through. So I see this half, half of her and she's looking at me and she has, I can see her like playing, like just like looking at you. It wasn't like a, a hazy yeah, figure. one ugly like, girl. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I've had a bunch of these. She's looking no, pretty good. Right. <laughs> so I'm looking at her. She's long blonde hair, like probably 15 or 16, but I'm six. So to me, it's like an old lady at that time. Right. And, uh, town. Yeah. But she's very pretty. She's looking and she smiles at me and I wave. And then I look over my friend to see if he's up. He's not up yet. He's still sleeping. I turn back and she's gone. So I, was, I just figure, well, it's his sister or something. So then he finally wakes up. We go upstairs. 
his parents were in the kitchen and they're cooking breakfast for everybody. And then they ask me, like, they just ask questions or stuff about me. And then some about um, if I slept good or whatever. And I remember saying, oh, I saw your sister downstairs, I think. And the mother and father both stop what they're doing. And they start, like, whispering. And then my friend leans into me and whispers, I don't have a sister anymore. Anymore? Anymore. But I'm six, so I don't really know what that means. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the mom comes over and gets my stuff and says, you got to go home. I didn't even get breakfast. So, but I'm sick. So like, I'm thinking I did something wrong. Like I'm ready to cry and stuff. But so I went home. It wasn't until I got older and stuff. And I totally remember the story. And I was like, unless they had a girl chained up downstairs, I totally saw like a dead sister or something. Oh man. Let's go back it's to very the part about a sister chained up in the basement there. Go on. Tell me yeah. more about that. <laughs> no. no. Wow, it's interesting how both yeah. guys had at like six years old though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Except I didn't get like hate messages. I just thought, I, no saw, I, I saw a pretty teenage no, girl. No, they just slapped the pop tart out of your hand and sent you packages. Go home. Well, isn't but, it a thing that children are seem to be more like yeah, receptive yeah. to like exactly spirit type right. stuff? Right. Well, it legit, uh, legitimately the eyes change shape and form, so the, the cones and rods are spread out more in little children. So it's believed that maybe they can see into a different light spectrum. Mm. So they may be different able to see things a little bit better. Right. Yeah. And then as it comes together, plus they're not being told that they can't see these things. Mm. Nobody's going, I oh, don't talk about that. You're going to, no, no, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's so really they're allowed to, you know, just kind of let the imagination run wild and see these things without being, you know, told because there's a lot of mediums I've spoken to who as children just thought everybody could see dead people. Hmm. And it was just, you know, they didn't, and it wasn't until they realized nobody else was seeing these things that they started to realize they were different. So, hmm. uh, yeah, the, you know, but as children, it seems that's really kind of where we all got indoctrinated, at least for me. That's, you know, I started seeing spirits, my grandmother's spirit after she passed when I was about two and a half and would come visit me and read me stories and talk to me. And I, it was only because I could give my mom detailed information and stuff I shouldn't have known at that age that she was able to corroborate it. And then she goes to tell my aunt, hey, Dave keeps dreaming about our mom, and and I don't know if it's a dream. I, I think there might be a ghost. And my aunt admitted I've gotten a phone call from her since she died. Huh. So my yeah, talk about coast to coast calls. Huh? That's an <laughs> expensive bill. But she got that. Uh, she got a phone call from my grandmother after she had passed. So it's always been part of our family. And into that, just a quick show of hands from the audience, which would be great for the radio. Uh, how many people had an experience as a child? How many wow. people had an experience only as an adult? How many Less people are just drunk and wandered in here hoping to find <laughs> karaoke started early? <laughs> yeah, most of you, I figured as much. Very weird. Uh, I have a similar story to that, too. Hit us. What have you got? So, uh, also with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So, my grandmother passed in 2015, and she had like a little thing. We had to put her in a home, and... We would take like turns hanging with her. My my mom or my aunt would take early in the day. Uh, my mom would take late in the day, and then I would come in every so often. I did want to know how she was doing because like she was um, very important to me. So I didn't want to know if anything was like happening to her. I just wanted to go and visit her and talk to her, be with her. I don't want to didn't want to know any of the bad things. And um, she passed, and then like maybe about two years later. I had a dream and that I walked into the kitchen and she was sitting in the living room in the chair that she always sat in and I had a full on conversation with her. And the only two things that I remember her saying, cause I had asked her like, were you okay? The week that she passed, were you in pain or anything? And she told me that she was incredibly thirsty, no matter what, no matter how much she drank, she would just always be thirsty and that she had this ringing in her ears and it was driving her crazy. And those are the two things that I remember. And I told my my uh, my aunt this that I had had this crazy dream, and she went like her face kind of got pale, and she goes, she was complaining that her ears were ringing the week that she passed, and the same thing with the water. So I I had never heard that information before because I refused to know. So I felt like that was I spoke to her somehow. Right. Just, well, through dream visitations, right. So that's an interesting element because most dream visitations, the person that comes back is almost like a younger, healthier version of themselves. But I wonder, you know, that makes me wonder, did your grandmother choose uh, like not to go on right away? How, how long after she passed away do you think this took place? Mm, I'd probably two years, maybe. Wow. All right. Did you find it more comforting? <clears throat> no, yeah, because know? like I feel 
if I do have this connection to her, that maybe I can talk to her again. And mm-hmm. just, I don't know, feels like she's with me. Very cool. All right. Yeah. There you go. The good looking now guy. Now giving you the applause. Yeah. Guys. I swear to God. As I'm trying to hold yeah. that tear. Yeah. He's like, maybe if I throw in a dead grandma next time, I'll get some applause. Get ready. You're up It's next. like that comedian. Have you guys seen that comedian? I love the, the deal. He's like, he's from Britain. And he goes, man, you people in the Americans and their animals, you guys are overboard. And everybody's kind of laughing at him. And he goes, no, seriously. He goes, like, recently my, I lost my father. He passed away. And after the funeral, we came back and my mom said, I think we have to tell his dog that this happened, we, you know, that he's not coming back. And he said, so we got home and we knelt down in front of the dog. I kind of cradled the dog's face in my hand and I said, I'm sorry, buddy. Dad's gone. He's not coming back. He, he passed away. He won't be here again. And the dog climbed up into his dad's chair and died there. Oh, oh that's... Right? And that's where the comedian goes, screw you people. I mentioned my dad died, not a sound. I bring up a dog that you met one second ago, and it's all, oh. I love that. Good stuff. Ripping off comedians on the show. That's what you get, Jeff Dye, for blowing us off on the first night. Whoa. I'm not bitter. A little. Doesn't feel like it. All right. Uh, let's go, Marty. You've got a story. This is a good sea serpent. This is story. a good sea serpent. I looked at the words. They're yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah they everyone are. get your drinks ready. Yep. Uh, it's a... The Loch Ness Monster absolutely cannot be an eel, the study shows. For centuries, people have searched for the mythical beast known as the Loch Ness Monster. Nessie, as she's known, is supposedly nestled somewhere in the vast Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands, and she's appeared enough over the years, however, briefly, to have registered over a thousand reported sightings. Sorry, I'm spitting on you, man. Did <laughs> <laughs> you just hear just spitting? I am. Yeah. On the tag spitting team all over. Yeah, yeah kick my ass right now if I do it anymore. Uh, until a few years ago, no scientific studies yielded any solid evidence of the Loch Ness Monster, whose skeptics believe, and believers alike have uh-huh. labeled as everything from a shark to a tree to a dinosaur. I'm not sure about the tree thing, but okay. Well, they've seen logs floating out there, and they've thought it was the Loch Ness Monster, and it isn't until they like zoom in on it to realize it's just a giant log. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for explaining that to him. Yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> You may continue, sir. Spit a, spits right. a lot. Spits a lot. Yeah. Now you know why we all do it from different places exactly. when we do the show live on Friday. All right. But in 2019, researchers from New Zealand revealed that they had used a scientific technique called environmental DNA collection to finally. <laughs> Wait, environmental <laughs> that DNA. That was a letter he got wrong. I get yeah. words wrong. He got the letter D wrong. <laughs> <laughs> environmental DNA. Okay, I'll drink, drink I'll drink to that. DNA collection to finally determine the truth about the strange species. The scientists combed Loch Ness for hair, scales, and poop from all kinds of creatures swimming in the lake, fish, mammals, and other ancient cryptids to collect DNA. After analyzing 500 million sequences from 250 water samples, the scientists couldn't find traces of sharks, catfish, or dinosaurs, but they did find a very significant amount of eel DNA. According to lead researcher Neil Gamel, a genetist... Genetist! Oh, oh, hey, what? I will not let you get away with that. Genetist. Yeah. A genetist? Is that genetist. what he just said? A genetist. Genetist. And I even wrote it genetist. down. I even phonetically wrote it down here as... as uh, yes, that geneticist, isn't it? Geneticist. We've got one yeah. in the audience. So that guy owes us a drink yeah. too. Yeah. No, I think it's a geneticist. <laughs> At the University of Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa. <laughs> Lord, three misspellings. Jeez, nope, a, those aren't one sentence miswordings. And so since then, mm-hmm. that's more or less been the official party line. The Loch Ness Monster is probably, possibly, maybe the European eel. A snake-like migrating fish which can reach almost five in... Five, almost five! five. five. Ah, even almost, I can know that one. Almost give five in length. That's just spelled wrong. Okay. It's just that's spelled just wrong. <laughs> F-I-V-E. That's flawed. My lips can't read this. That's not right. But generally averages 2.5 to 3 feet per mysterious universe. But not so fast, people. 
Hold those drinks. Now a Pittsburgh-based data analyst named Flo Foxen is using Flo. Is that Flo? Yeah, you got it. Flo Foxen. I got it. Is using Sounds more like Cole. a stripper name than a scientist. Name. <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Next stage to Flo Foxen. Yeah. That's doctor. Yeah. Yeah. That. that uh, <laughs> That Foxen person is using cold, hard stats to refute the generally accepted eel hypothesis with a new non-peer-reviewed, they sneak the non-peer-reviewed part, study of his own. Which appears. No why he just said that. Yeah. They snuck it in. It was they, right there in the store. It's, it's, it's just kind of like, like it was hey, hidden. Yeah. Yeah, they put that special ear on like when we were kids. Yeah. Use that pen into the work. Hold show it up, up to the candle and let it light up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Which appears in Bio RxIV, the bio, biologic biology biology <laughs> biological. Course. I feel so much better about myself now. <laughs> I know. I just started early. That's all. Preprint yeah. server. After analyzing data from 129 Angola uh, eels caught in Nogness, eels stumped him this time. It's three letters. E L. How can you fuck that up? He get the eels. God. Bud Light is strong. Even, do not drink more than one. I even I even pronounce anguilla correctly. That's right. The eels is a hard word. Caught in Loch Ness between 1970 and 1971, uh-huh. and comparing the numbers of European eel catch data from lakes in Belgium. Foxen has thrown some cold water on the it's just an eel explanation. Mm-hmm. Yes, Foxen says the odds of a one meter eel in Loch Ness is one in 50,000 are pretty good. And so some eels may account for reported sightings of somewhat large animals at the loch surface, he writes. But many Nessie sightings over the years have pegged her size at much bigger than that. Hey, hey, I'm waiting. You got it right. We'll leave him alone on that. I just love the weird. I don't know. You put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. (laughs) Peg. Wow. I just knew that uh, Eric was going to interrupt me at some point on that. uh, Oh, yeah. Blame Eric. Yep. All right. I got my own problems. Is there a rest of a story here or what? There is. Okay. Let's get to it. Uh, let's see. Larger eels, upwards to six meters, are highly improbable, he writes. Therefore, super eels are an unlikely explanation for eyewitness reports at the very largest alleged animals. Foxen continues, thus, while large eels may account for some eyewitnesses' sightings of large animate objects rising to the locked surface. Thank you, sir. I, I needed that. Sir? Wow. <laughs> It's one thing to mess up a word, folks, okay? Yeah, exactly. Stop. (laughs) Sorry about that. I thought that was Lou. Lou, you were supposed to have been giving me a beer. That's officially my favorite moment on the cruise. He can't read the word eel. You want him to tell the difference between sex of a male and female? Sorry about that, whoever brought it. Sex is hard. Yeah. <laughs> thus, <laughs> thus, I tell you, while large eels may account for some eyewitness, he's like the little train large, that couldn't, but he just tried again I'm anyway. Again. <laughs> large animate objects rising to the lock surface, they are likely to account for sightings of extraordinary large animals, which may instead be accounted for by wave phenomena. The occasional stray mammal or other. I don't even remember what you're talking about. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I just looked over his shoulder. I just what is this story <laughs> even about? I, I was lost five minutes ago myself. <laughs> we should just, the headline said it all. Science has proven Loch Ness Monster is not an eel. We should have just cut him off yeah. there. That's enough. I'll tell you. Yeah. That was pretty much the whole story is that first line. I just looked over at Anthony and looked at me like, where is he going with this? <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, those edibles that, are kicking in. That story. Very funny. You guys are funny. I like you. Marty, six letters. The end. Oh, God. I felt like Greg on that story, actually. Yeah. Wow. That hurt. That one hurt. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> Anthony, do you have any other stories you want to share with us? Please. I have one more. If yes. That's okay. yes. Yes. Please. Yes. 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 Wow. Now they're getting lively. <laughs> um, okay. So this one involves my best friend's grandmother. He asked me and a couple of my other friends to come over to his grandmother's house, which was in Montclair, New Jersey. And. Yeah, there. <laughs> One a person, person a from- quarter percent from New Jersey. <laughs> no, he's just catching up on the fact the colonel's finally done. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He was reading a story, and then he called this chick a dude. And then, yeah. uh, oh, okay. He's so, a fan. And she brought guy. him a drink too. They That's do this the off and I know. Throws you off. <laughs> This has been a good laugh, guys. This has been fun. All right. Okay. My liver hurts. I I get to his grandmother's house in Montclair. (laughs) Woo. Yeah, there we go. And um, I walk in and immediately I feel this uh, intensely heavy, cold, uh, humidity type feeling. It just was heavy was the best way to describe it. And immediately I was uncomfortable. I like I walk slowly through the house, um, trying to figure out what the hell was happening, and kind of like tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <That's> a good. <laughs> I was sitting example. on the couch and I was chilling there, and um, my my friend was like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "I, I feel extremely uncomfortable." That I described, I just described to you, and um, so he's like, "Okay, just stay there." And his grandmother eventually asked us to get something in the basement, which for me is always mortifying. I don't want to go in anybody's basement. Um, but I'm a respectable person, so I'm like, okay, I'll help you. So I get up, and as I start going down the stairs to the basement, that sensation was getting heavier and heavier to the point where I had I stopped midway through, and I said, I, I, can't, I can't go any further because mm. I don't know <laughs> what's down there. So I went back up. Hung out there, and then um, we're all done. I left the house. The second I stepped outside, back to normal. The sensation was gone, completely back to normal. I said I'd never go back to that house. Um, a f- couple months later, my, the, my friend told his uncle that story, and his uncle said that was interesting because he used to live there, and as a kid, they would be petrified to go down in that basement or up to the top of the attic because they would always see these ghosts of these farmers that would, I guess, roam the house or do whatever. So I thought that was interesting. So then I emailed a town historian in Montclair because I wanted to know what was going on with this house because I thought that was an interesting connection. And that person responded to me and was like, that's very interesting because that house was built on the plot of land that used to be known as Tours Farm. So that had a whole, like, it was a, it was a plot of land that was a farm. So there was farmers there, and everything was starting to, I was starting to put everything together, and it freaked me out. I immediately deleted the email. <laughs> I never responded to them, and I never went to that house again, because I don't know, I guess I was feeling whatever presence that was. Right, and stepping back into history. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I hate that the good-looking guy gets clapped at for no matter what it says. I like it. Good evening, everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good evening, everybody. I'm just going to use that clip at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> exactly. We can't go wrong from that point forward. Very cool. It makes you wonder, though, right, going into uh, haunted locations, when you step into history, if you, you step into these places that are 100, 200 years old, and the spirits are, are still there, are they still in the mindset that they were during their time era? Will it be, you know, because I, I was talking to this group when I did an investigation in um, Georgia, and I went in, and it's all of these people that live and grew up in Georgia and they're doing these investigations and they're like tell me your name where are you from why are you still here you can't talk like that that's That's Georgian accent and um, they're asking these questions and they're like man we ain't getting no response and I'm like all right first of all we're in an old antebellum mansion right this beautiful deal they didn't just let you in you asked permission may we enter your home so I, I was like you know thank you so much Mr. Beauregard for having us in your home I understand why you'd stay here. This place is beautiful. You know, I, I'm sorry that my friends have seemed disrespectful. They're just very confused by what's going on. Why are you and your family still here? And we, we get an EVP that tells us because they lived here. And we got immediate response, trying to respectfully talk to the spirits as opposed to, what y'all doing here? <laughs> Redneck demonologists. Hey, come Again, on. You can't use accents on the show. <laughs> We're not going <laughs> to... 
That's right. Yeah, what she mumbled. Get him drunk. That's girl. right. <laughs> All right, Luther, we're about to wrap up. Have you got another story for us? Uh, I have a couple quick obvious stories from when I was out ghost hunting. So sure. one is it's kind of uh, ties into some ghosts in the past, I guess. All right. So I rented a museum. Um, this is the crazy stupid things I do with my money is rent whole places that are haunted and it's my still overnight. best friend. Yeah. Crazy yeah. shit you do with your money. I love yeah. this. <laughs> so I rent this, this museum I, and I purposely didn't really read up on it because I didn't want to get anything in my mind that I think I would see. So a bunch of stuff happened, but when we had the obviously it, it print out the words, uh, bled dead steps. So mm-hmm. and I, I would write down, I keep track of every word that ever pops up. But those three were really kind of stuck out. Then about when I got back about a week later, I start doing some research into this uh, this mansion or this old now museum. And it turns out a Confederate soldier was wounded, crawled his way up the steps to try to get in and bled to death on the steps right where I was at. So that was pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. Where the obelisk had said bled, dead. bled, bled, dead steps. So. That was, that was crazy. Another, I have a friend whose mother passed away and her brother was mowing the lawn in front of her house and he freaked out because he swore, he swore he saw her in the window staring out at him. So she goes, oh, you're into ghost stuff. And he's like, can you bring all your gimmicks over here and see what's here or whatever? So I went over, um, I, I would put the, put the thing in different areas, ask questions, but I put it down on this one ground. And I didn't know anything, once again, anything about the house or anything, but I put it on the ground and it says like, found lies here or whatever. So then I asked, where, where did your mom die? And she said, over by the bed, right, right over here. And it was exactly where I had the thing when it said found lies here, mm. which is some crazy stuff to me too. Yes. But, yeah. Is there a That's place? A yeah, let's hear it. All the attractive guys get clapped. I know. Anthony, mm. out of all of the, the aspects of the supernatural, aliens, cryptids, ghosts, demons, angels, what if you could have just one experience to know for certain that this aspect is real, which one would it be? Uh, hmm. Probably aliens, because I'm, I'm really big into space and all that kind of space exploration and trying to figure out what's out there. So if uh, there is other intelligence out there or people that we can communicate, that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm petrified of anything demonic possession, so I will n- that will never be my answer. Ever. Stay away from seven-year-olds <laughs> eating meth. Yes. That's right. Uh, so do you believe in aliens? Um, I mean, I don't not maybe not the Hollywood aliens, but I think it's silly not to think there isn't something out there with all these galaxies around there. You know what I mean? Right. Just keep an open mind, you know? Well, that's a little less powerful there. Yeah, yeah, all right. Keep an open mind. That's That's right. right. That's it. All right, Luther, if you had to choose one thing that you would finally get 100% proof this exists, what would it be? Sasquatch. Really? Bigfoot. Nice. Heck yeah. The one that goes, whoo! Yeah. <laughs> Does it ever make you wonder when people are like rapping on the trees? It's like a Bigfoot area where people are known. Has it ever made you wonder when they're like rapping on trees, whooping, and then they hear the banging back and whooping? Is it just another group of Bigfoot enthusiasts? <laughs> I've, I've thought of that many times. And they're going, Do you hear that? I did, and you know Whoop! what? And, and a mile away, they're going, Do you hear that? Right. <laughs> and in the middle, a Bigfoot standing there going, Unbelievable. He's <laughs> just, people are stupid. Yeah, I bet they can't even read the word eel. That's right. Hard to believe. With that, we will wrap up. Thank you guys very much. Anthony Bowens. Thank you, everyone. Dr. Luther, the Colonel Chachi, for everybody involved. Thank you for being a part of the Jericho Cruise. Chris, thank you for having us aboard. This has been the Paranormal 60 News Live. <laughs>
Is hard. 